Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever this podcast may find you. It is I, as always, Gavin. And I, Justin. And we are remote again this time, um, mostly because the day that we would record this, people would be likely hung over at Justin's place for a party, uh, <laughs> for, for a New Year's party. And uh, I also just got my COVID uh, booster. So if I sound a little hoarse or a little, uh, maybe a little deeper voice than normal, uh, that's why. I'm not going to get much more into it than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but, uh, but what, what do we talk about, Justin? Well, we talk about the uh, you know finishing up the holiday season because we just had to brush over that real quick, seeing what each other got and whatnot. We talk about how certain things have aged because one of the presents I got myself was kind of a cool older piece of tech that I'd been trying to get for a while, and so we touch on that. We also touch on our favorite things of the year because it's kind of the beginning of year in review season and you know how, how good was it how bad was it we're, we're definitely on the back half of that I think everyone else has kind of done theirs already but yeah it's fine yeah and then finally we end up brushing on like what we're excited to looking forward a little bit because we've got some cool shit in the pipelines and we're excited for it to come to fruition yeah man let's fucking do it yeah yeah boop too bad I already uh, um, cracked open my frosty beverage that's not too bad i mean hey there are there are people that are into this type of asmr it does exist it's actually called mukbang it is it's got a it's got a really fucking dirty name to it it sounds like it's something different yeah very much so Um, wait and this is like a high quality mic so i'm gonna eat my fries like really i'm gonna rub them together here we can hear the salt scratching around. Oh, my mouth is watering. Oh. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, this is what happens when we do shit remotely. <laughs> exactly. It's just mic on, fucking go. Mic on. And I had already um, ordered my DoorDash like a little bit ago. And then you hit and then you uh, texted me and was like, hey, you, you still on for tonight? I'm like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we and are. Here we are. So, you, dear listener, are listening to this the day after New Year. So, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It is we now are, we're talking twenty twenty three. We're we're teleporting right now. Are, are we? We're going back? No, we're going forward to the future. Back to the past. Yes, that's a uh, future to the back. How do we not get ourselves copy striked? Uh, Face down, ass up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hopefully that's not how 2023 ends up, but uh, so far, uh, at least on my end, and I think you're in as well, 2023 is looking to be fucking prime, bud. I mean, the first part of it at least is going to be pretty rad. Um, as of today, I booked my Airbnb for um, for my vacation, for my for my 30th, my dirty 30. Um, hopefully it won't be that dirty. But yeah, uh, for those that listening and maybe care i'm doing a week-long vacay in january with my girlfriend down to southern california where i'm actually going to link up with our good buddy andrew casey who has been on the podcast uh, he and his girlfriend are going to fly in and he got himself a toy i don't know if i should actually divulge i guess it it probably doesn't matter matter uh, to the context of the show but uh he rented a, a seven excuse me um, a 718 Cayman GT4 with PDK. Nice. Yes. Okay. And um, I'm in the process of finding what I want to do because the Porsches that I'm looking at, like so many of them, like the ones I actually want require a $750 deposit, which gets refunded. I think it's the day after you return the car. Yeah. That sounds about right. Which makes it it makes sense. And like a lot of these are like high dollar cars. I get it, but at the same time, I also don't want to have to do that exactly. If you can avoid it, yeah. Because it's painful at the best of times. Yeah, because I'll see, like, in the, you know, just before, and and also, the way Turo works, you don't know about the deposit until you're checking out. And they go like, oh, hey, by the way, here's a $750 deposit. By the Um, way, give us money now. Basically, yeah, they're not very uh, clear up front about it, and that's that has less to do with the owners, and I think more about how the website operates. Unless if the owner really wanted to put that in the description, 
of the listing for whatever reason. Yeah. But so what I've been looking at, there's a 981 generation. It's a 20. Here, I have to clean my hands off. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get all that uh, fry grease all over everything. Mm, all the salt. Oh, yeah. Or the seasoning because I got Cajun fries. Um, a 2015 uh, black. It's actually triple black. It's black on black on black. Uh, GTS manual has the option of a uh, a red tachometer in the middle. Ooh, interesting. Uh, here we'll uh, we'll we'll throw it back to 2018 or 2019 when we did uh, some of the early episodes of the podcast and read off some churro listings. Yes, yes. Um, you're renting a very rare. A, a very rare Porsche came in GTS with a manual transmission, active exhaust, Sport Plus, fe- featuring rev matching uh, during downshifts. Um, they describe what that means in the, in the listing. Funny. <laughs> uh, Sports Plus also opens up the exhaust valves. Uh, factory lowered. I don't know what that actually means, other than the GTS maybe riding lower than a base Cayman. Uh, Twenty-inch wheels, Alca- Alcantara leather. Interior, um, no smoking. They don't mention anything about a GPS or of any kind. Um, but it also says, in other words, please treat the vehicle as if it was your own. We treat and take care of all of our vehicles as best we can, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah. So, that was the thing I was looking at. Before that, I was actually looking at a, um, a 718 Boxster GTS 4.0. So... The uh, basically the last of it's it's like the very last bastion of naturally aspirated six cylinder mid engine Porsches that aren't GT fours. <laughs> yeah. Um, of like the the non GT program Porsches basically. Gotcha. And that was like one ninety a day, but it had like a bunch of other stuff to it. I honestly I need to find it again and like weigh the pricing because. There was a big turnoff for me, um, and the thing that sucks about podcast stuff like this is that it's going to be a bore, sorry, a bear, uh, for you to edit any kind of boringness out. Yeah, and I mean, the reality is, didn't they come back with, uh, it went up in price, if I remember correctly. There was a price hike, so... Let's and, see. And I know it ended up being just like, eh, not worth it, even for as cool as that car is. Yes, I am. Okay, vehicle makes, Porsche. Vehicle models. I'm going to go down to Boxster. The one that I saw, uh, it was some sort of paint sample blue. It was fucking pretty. Oh, um, well, it's not available anymore. For those <laughs> days. <laughs> so someone must have gotten it. That's very interesting. Somebody spent a lot did, of money. Did I send the Did I send the link of that to you? You might have at some point. Um I believe you did, because we when we were first discussing this, we were throwing links back and forth. Yeah. But that was a while ago. Twas quite a while ago. Um boop. But I can search Turo right here and see if it got granted. I put it in also some specific days, so yeah, I'm already way back. So maybe Wait. you didn't send me the link. Maybe not. It's only that, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Can't find it. I. You know what? Let me search Andrews. Sorry, folks, for the <laughs> six people that like to listen to us on occasion. Yeah, and the reality is that's what's difficult with Turo is that you're you're both um, beholden to like what the owner wants to charge, and sometimes like uh, things going up in certain areas and things getting popular, and also if you that's what I think the biggest thing that sucks about Turo to me is that if you want to rent a car that's cool, like a nine eleven. Or a Cayman GT4. Found it. Sweet. You're almost always beholden to like extra fees, and it ends up being a little more expensive than you would hope. So when I was looking at this thing before, 
it was like in the one forty ish range per day. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's two fourteen per day. Yeah, that's decent price hike. And then that for like three days plus a seven hundred fifty dollar deposit. Yeah, you get it back, but it makes it, in my opinion, um, a higher hurdle to to jump. But it's a PDK, it's a paint-to-sample, it's a GTS 4.0, and it's a Boxster in L.A. So, like, it, you know, does a lot of things. But, um, yeah, I had, to, I had to move on from that, which then brought up this Cayman. And I had seen this in over the years before. It had always been a bit out of price range, and I thought, and I could be wrong, but I thought I saw something before about a GPS uh uh, sensor in the car where yeah. like the oh yeah guidelines you want you to have fun but this is enough for racing we have performance monitoring in GPS geofencing around known tracks so that's different than what I thought it was before and I think they might have changed some of the wording to clarify that yeah because like yeah I don't want to take someone's car from Turo and go on track I'll take I'll happily you know if an owner of a car wants us to do a review of a car on a track, like, say, at UMC, and it's, you know, my friend Sasha's ND Miata, right? Yeah. I will happily do that. Or if it, or if someone had a Cayman that was like, hey, like, we should do a thing where you drive my car on track, and we promote something. Fucking great. Like, you know, I would love to do that. But I'm not going to go find and rent someone's personal car to then, you know, beat the shit out of, you know, the tires and the brakes and you know, uh, work the cooling system too much and, like, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, everything else that I'm seeing, I could go for 718s. I'm, I, I've rented a 718 Cayman before. It was fast. It didn't sound terrible. It wasn't great. It didn't, and this is, you know, this whole trip is for myself and my girlfriend. Her birthday is a week after mine, and I'm having my 30th. So there's kind of like a lot to like celebrate and like I want to, you know, do the thing that, that I really want to do and have like the experience that I really want to have. I know what I want for this. Um, it's just find a matter of finding the right thing. Yeah. And so um, as much as I would, you know, as much as I wish this Cayman GTS was a boxer GTS, um, I think I might go for it. It's, you know, 200 a day and I think it uh, – yeah, it has a refundable $750 deposit. Interesting. Okay. So I remember when we were first looking through this, we found some of these Porsches. We also found a um, Supra, as well as we found just a couple other odds and ends. We did. I'm, I have been trying to keep it Porsche because of the thing I just you know got over. Yeah. Um, funny thing. I just found a, um, a 2017 Mercedes-Benz AMG GTS for much cheaper than I was expecting. 128 a day. Can you send that over? Yes, and it's silver. And here we go. Sent in your direction, my friend. Um, it, the last one we found, we did find an AMG GT, but I th- or HGTS, but I think it was like two hundred plus a day. It was, it was not worth the price. Ooh, it has the black and red interior, the two tone interior. Um, mm, interesting. I mean, so naturally, as soon as I started to bring up a thing about Turo and about Porsches, you would try to stray me away from Porsche. I more just look generics, but yes. Um, I just found that was like that's a shockingly good price considering the ones we've seen before. You must be at least thirty years old to book this vehicle, which is irritating <laughs> because because the trip start is a day after my birthday, and Turo has my information. <laughs> you can't like, come on. That's funny. Um, I find it funny that it's thirty plus to book on this car, but a relatively cheap price. Um, I mean, th- I think they might be factoring in, you know, um, their vehicle might be in safer hands in general. Yeah. For those over thirty, so you don't get like the twenty-one-year-old influ- TikTok influencer that's gonna just you know yeet his shit off a of fucking um, what's that road that Alex Choi like jumped a 
Tesla. Oh. Um, I know which one you're talking about, and I think that most people listening might have seen the video clip float across their Facebook feed. Or I'm sure they did. Yeah, because it was pretty famous for a second because he was ridiculous. Well, I mean, that that's his brand. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, I did also just find a 2018 M5 for 128.6 a day. That's not the thing I'm looking for. It's not, though. No, no, no. I, I, the AMG GT is closer. It's not the thing you're looking for, but it's, it's closer close. than this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. This guy makes a big point that this uh, M5 has tinted windows. Ooh. Cool. My Fiesta has that, too. I know. <laughs> I, it's like my Tacoma has that, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> it ain't that cool. Like, it's nice. But... I, I find it funny to be advertising that for a rental car. <laughs> yeah. Um, also on an M5. That I, th- I think we kind of under... You know, I understand his uh, his demographic now, actually. True. <laughs> oh, man. Drug well, cool. dealers. Yes. Um, and people that don't want to see their have their shit seen from inside the car. So mm-hmm. drug dealers. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, did you get anything fun for Christmas? Oh, um... I got some computer parts. I got, oh my God, I actually, th- I'll have to tell a brief story to tell this. Um, four years ago, my family bought me a Bob Ross shirt, just a t-shirt, just as a funny joke. My friends found out about that, and every Christmas and birthday since then, I have gotten Bob Ross merchandise of one type or another. So, this Christmas, um, I am now the proud owner of... The official Bob Ross Monopoly, Bob Ross Boxer Shorts, Bob Ross The Energy Drink, Bob Ross Lego Figurines, and... I'm sorry, The Energy Drink? Sorry, I, I'm muting myself because I'm eating a fried chicken sandwich. Um, yes. Uh, uh, the Energy Drink? Yes. Are you going to have some? Um, not this one, but I do know where to get them, so I probably will go just buy one at some point and try it just to see. It's in a... Um, I think it's called like it's sweet or something like that. It's a it's just a sh- uh, like sugary sweet place in Farmington Station, but um I haven't tried it. But yes, the energy drink, and then finally a bobblehead. Like <laughs> I'm gonna accidentally become the owner, uh, through no fault of my own, of every piece of official Bob Ross merchandise because everyone has joined in on it. My family, Bryce's family, um three of like my closest friends in our friend group like and amazingly not only have they all bought official merchandise it's not like knockoff shit it's all the official brand but also on top of that none of them have bought the same thing somehow and it's bizarre i'm surprised it's taking you this long to get a bobblehead i would have figured that would have been like step one i would have too um but here we are um so i got a bunch of that I got some, a few other like little odds and ends, like ball joints for the sob, lots of jeans and socks because I blow through those just with my how my work is and getting up and down on the ground and stuff. Um, and then a couple things that'll eventually help us with editing um, once my actual internet provider gets their shit together and I get fiber here finally, um, which is a like high speed network card and a few other things that'll be really nice for um, here and for editing and transferring footage and whatnot. So just a lot of like good across the board um, stuff, just really useful things, which I like, uh, not just stupid shit, you know. Yeah. What about you? Um, I got money uh, from mom and dad. Sweet. Sorry if I'm sniffling. I promise you, I didn't just do a bunch of coke. Um, <laughs> I'm, it's just the spicy chicken sandwich. Nice. Um, I got. I mean, mostly. Um, like outdoor wear, actually. Like right now, I'm wearing a zip-up pullover from Columbia. Um, my parents also got me another like thin zip-up hoodie, like a really thin, but like something you'd wear like over a t-shirt on like a sixty-degree day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, uh, Maddie got me. Uh, so you know those uh, massage guns? Yes. Mm-hmm. She got me one of those with a bunch of attachments to it. So lovely. Have you experienced? I have one. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So um, we've already tried it out and it works nice. It's good. Like on the lowest power setting, it's like more than enough. Um, 
Because, like, otherwise it just, like, if, if you touch bone, it just bounces back. Yes. It's, like, pretty aggressive. So, uh, what else did I get? What else did I? I mean, it, mostly, like, the, the, the big impact thing really was money. And then I bought myself uh, a Polaroid, and I bought Maddie a Polaroid. So we can, like, they, they're not matching. Hers is white and mine's black. Yeah. So mine is, like, a continuation of the thing I got, you know, from the 80s. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the money that I'm, that I'm getting or that I got is just going to go into my trip to California, but yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty mellow. I mean, I was up with my parents, uh, the night at the 24th at Christmas morning, went for a hike with the parents and the dog, saw a bunch of moose, uh, or sorry, not moose, elk, and, um, came back down to Salt Lake and had a Christmas evening with my girlfriend and that was kind of it. Low key. Nice. Oh, actually, here's a funny thing. I didn't get this for Christmas, technically, because uh, I. Oh, I'm sorry. I also got a super fucking sick exhibition of speed hoodie. Oh yeah. So <laughs> that was a funny thing. Um, that was a little bit of a saga. The dude that makes our shirts and hoodies, he had quite the fiasco with. Um, he moved shop at the same time as he had two employees quit. And then got COVID, so he had this barrage. Holy of shit, dude! Problems happened that caused My a God. little a little bit of like delays with that. Um, I feel really bad for the dude, and he was really cool about. It. He's like, dude, I'm giving you a discount for these. I feel so bad that it like took so long, and all this shit happened. But, um, anyways, like Gavin, <laughs> I literally got those on the twenty third. I did not know if it would get to your house in time. Uh, yeah, and when did I send you that text? Was it on Christmas? It was on Christmas Day, right? Uh, yes, I believe I, it was on Christmas Day. I just checked my mailbox just because I was like, maybe if somebody sent me something that was a little last minute, Sasha, of all people, actually asked for my mailing address, and I still haven't received anything from him, so nice. who knows <laughs> what that what that's about. Um, maybe it's for my birthday, and he's getting his shit done ahead of time for some reason. Like, we don't have a history of, like, birthday shit, so I don't yeah. know what the deal is or even Christmas stuff. So I was like, okay, what were you sending me like a Christmas card late or something? Like what's going on? But yeah, I, uh, I just went down and I checked the mails. Like this is from exhibition to speed. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Cause I knew when you had mentioned that you wanted one, I, I put an order in with, with one, either one that we'd gotten and just waited. And then, um, after the delays, it like got there. He texted me on the twenty second, and he's like, "Hey, I'm so sorry. After all the delays, I finally have these two ready for you." And I was like, "Cool, I will come up there right now." Um, so I went up there, picked them <laughs> up that night, printed yeah. out labels, got them like packaged, and then dropped them off. So they wouldn't have left the post box that I dropped them in until Friday morning. And it's amazing that they made it to you um, within a day and a half. Yeah. Even though, yes, it's only shipping from, like, my house to your house. But still, like... Uh, but that's I, not how shipping works, though. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and especially considering it was, like, prime before Christmas rush. Yeah, it's the worst possible time to send anything last second. Like, it's it's always a guaranteed four to five days late. Yeah, and I, I do have to actually give some props. Um, I only had one package that was late this year. Um, it didn't make it on time for Christmas. Everything else, even stuff that was ordered the week of, made it on time. And I'm not talking shit that was just ordered from Amazon. This was ordered from other people, not just Amazon. And everything got there on time. I think in the past two years, with just how how shopping and shipping has gone since COVID, most of the shipping companies have really battened down the hatches and gotten their shit a little more together. Yeah. And everything seemed to get there a lot more smoothly than I expected. Well, that's good. I do have to say that. Anyways, um, I was going to say the other thing I got. Which do I still really owe you for that, by the way? No, you're good. That's oh, your thanks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, bitch. Um, the other thing I got, which wasn't actually a Christmas present, but it was kind of like a Christmas gift to myself because I found it by pure accident, was I've been searching for a long time for an original first-generation PlayStation 3, the big fat one. Mm-hmm. Because the first year, like the first model year, was hardware backwards compatible with PlayStation 2 games. It literally I remember had, that, yeah. So yeah, it literally has on the motherboard, not just the PlayStation 3 components, but also legit PlayStation 2 components so that 
you're not like emulating the software. It's legitimately playing on the hardware that was in the right. PlayStation 2 that right. only lasted for the first year. Because after that, they did did away with that, and the year after that, it was not backwards compatible at all. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty rare. And I found a dude on Facebook Marketplace at like 11 p.m. on the 23rd um, that listed one for 100 bucks with two controllers. He didn't list what model number it was, but he put it in a photo, and I saw it. So I was like, uh, fuck, I will c- come tomorrow. Let me know if it's still available. It was. I showed up, and the dude knew what he had. He, he knew it was one of the backwards compatible ones, which regularly sell for $300 plus on eBay. But he sold it to you for 100 Yes. He's like, look, I didn't put the model number in the description because I didn't want anybody to search for it. I wanted somebody who knew what it was to go through enough of the photos, because he had about 10 photos on there, to see the small photo that I took of the model number to know what it was. Mm-hmm. So that somebody didn't just grab it to scalp it. And yeah, I am not doing that. It is staying with me because not only that, this thing has never been opened. The warranty sticker is still intact and it's not even scratched to shit, even though it's like gloss black plastic. Wow. And it's not even dusty either. Like the thing runs like the day it was new and is quiet. Fan doesn't ramp up. I am just blown away at how perfect condition this is. Um, there's only one problem which happened three days later, which was really funny. He told me he'd upgraded the hard drive because it was originally a 20 gigabyte model, which is pretty piss poor by almost any standard. Yeah. He upgraded the hard drive to a 300 gig hard drive. Well, it started having weird issues and it like uh, was on a loading screen of a game or not a loading screen, like a cut scene. And it started like repeating like a broken record. Mm. Um, and I figured it was the hard drive because the LED was just on solid. When I pulled the hard drive out... The hard drive was in a was a 2010 MacBook Pro hard drive. Oh my god! I was laughing my ass off that that's the hard drive that he used to upgrade this. It was just, I was like, oh my god! You're like, well, this is garbage. This is so <laughs> funny. So threw an SSD in there and haven't looked back since. But it was just so fucking funny. I was like, of all hard drives to end up putting in a PlayStation, right? <laughs> like one with an Apple logo on it. <laughs> Oh, such such weird stuff. Anyways, I, I kind of consider that my Christmas present to myself because it was a a massive win considering I didn't like. Not only did I not overpay for it, I paid way under what they're trading for and yeah. got practically a primo condition one that works flawlessly. Fuck yeah, dude! I know. Like, and you don't see that every day. Um, I I I've accidentally collected a lot of those old things because I have two. Th- first run 360s as well that mm-hmm. neither of them have red ringed and I view them as kind of built on a good day similar to this PlayStation because it was sure. possible but the Xbox well you also it. just got it we'll see how it you know pans out we'll see um, I have the warranty seal being intact gives me good hope because that means as if it's survived this long without ever having being opened up whatsoever it's probably got a pretty good chance because mm-hmm. um, funny enough the same OEM made the processor dies for both the 360 and the PS3, and they both have similar issues that both result in hardware failures. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely possible, but we'll see. Um, I just find it cool that I found a piece of vintage tech like that that's just so primo and didn't overpay for it. Yeah. Because that's getting rare. Like, that, that shit from our childhood is getting pretty collectible pretty quick. I mean, all old shit is. That's not, that's, that's, that's not new. or It's new, but it's not special, right? Exactly. I mean, film gear, old, you know, gaming hardware, old computers, um, cars especially. Uh, yeah, and a, a lot of it has to do with, you know, where we as a society are moving uh, with a lot of, you know, AR and VR and um, kind of, for lack of a better phrase, you know, trying to enter a new a new world or a new dimension. Yeah. And people are holding on to the past. And there's also, like, a nostalgia that's happening with, you know, multiple generations of people. And I kind of, uh, I draw a byline in here between this type of stuff and also between, like, uh, manual cars and a lot of the nostalgia that goes through all that. Because back back in the day, um, or, you know, even just a few years ago, we're used to uh, growing up, me and you, are we're in the generation where we saw the turning point of something being mechanical or physical, into digital. We kind of grew up with a little bit of both. Um, But a lot of people, for instance, if you look at old hardware, like old gaming hardware or anything like that, there was a lot more physical interaction with like a disc or with things like that. Even those little things kind of add up. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas now nowadays, I mean, most of the time, even if you go in and buy a game in store, for instance, you get a piece of paper that has a code on it to download it. You don't actually get a disc in most cases. Right. So those, well, most people probably aren't even going into stores anymore. People are probably just going on, you know, their Xbox Live account and mm-hmm. buying shit. Yeah, because it's, it's super fucking convenient. No doubt, like, there's a reason we've moved in this direction. Um, but I think the reason that we've gotten a bit more nostalgic about stuff that's only 15 years old so quickly is because of how quickly we went and advanced through the last 20 years. I was yeah. actually thinking about this. If you look at what's happened in the past 20 years, it is wild how fast technolo- technology has advanced. 12 years ago, we didn't have smartphones in any way that we know today. Uh, 12? Uh, little, sorry, more, little, more, little like more like that. fifteen plus, fifteen, because yeah, because yeah, like two thousand six was iPhone one. Yes, it was either six or seven. Um, that's what I was making sure of. Um, but yeah, because the iPhone is what really kickstarted all that. Because it any, is anything smart, quote unquote smartphone prior to that was not very smart mm-hmm. um, and didn't interact in the way that we're used to today. Yeah, because um, fucking Blackberries existed. <laughs> my dad had a Blackberry. 2007, uh, it was announced for the iPhone uh, first gen. Um, yeah, I mean, that was what kickstarted all that. Prior to that, it was totally different. Same with, you know, game consoles. If you look at, like, what a modern Xbox is versus, like, what a first gen one is. Oh, my God, is it massive, colossal difference. And cars have been the same way. If you look at, like, a, a 2000 uh Mark IV Jetta versus a Mark VIII brand new fancy Jetta from today. I mean, it's just, we've accelerated more in the past 20 years than ever before, and I don't I don't think that's, I think that is a fact. I don't think there's a way to really argue against that, and a lot of that has been digital, and so we've lost so many of those physical things, and I think that's why some of these have become so popular so quickly to, like, collect, because it gives us not only nostalgia, but also, like, a thing to feel and touch and yep. and do. A that. lot of it's the physical thing. I mean, look at, uh, you know, sp- streaming on Spotify or Apple Music versus, you know, picking a record out of a shelf, yeah. opening the tray of your record player, replacing the disc probably, um, setting it down, and depending on your record player, either hitting go or, you know, lifting the needle yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and dropping the needle onto the record player, and, you know, it, it plays. I mean, I also look at you and your film stuff that you've started getting back into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and to people that, I'm not saying you don't get it, but, you know, you're not into the thing like yeah. I am. Yo, I handed you my uh, Canon FT Quick Load, which is from ni- you know the the build dates for those was ni- between 1967 and 1972. So, you know, best or you know best case scenario, it's a 50 year old camera. It could be a 55 year old camera. Yep. And I handed it to you, and I showed you how to cock it back, and I had you feel what the shutter was like. And I was actually walking around Salt Lake today uh, taking some pictures on it because I have a roll to burn through. And it's just so immensely satisfying, even compared uh, to my AE-1 program, which is also a 35-millimeter SLR camera. But that's from, like, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. So, or uh, if I'm being honest, probably mid to late 80s. Probably somewhere between 85 and 89 or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, the, the FT is even more engaging, not engaging, but more, you know, tactically satisfying than even a, 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 a separate antiquated film camera from 30 years ago. So, um, and yeah, I, I'm excited to get that role uh, done and back. I'll probably take, I'll probably take my, pr- hmm... I'll probably take that with me tomorrow, actually, instead of my program because nice. of the film. I have uh, Cinestill 800T in my AE1 program. Uh, I've had you look up that film stock in the past a couple of times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the one that gets, like, the reddish glows or the halations around light sources. Yeah. So I have that in my AE1 program. The thing about that film stock is it's a really cold temperature film. Like, when I say that, I don't mean, like, literally cold, but um, it's, a like, white balance-wise, color-wise, it's very blue. 
And so, um, be, you know, hence the T in the name. The T stands for tungsten. Ah, gotcha. So, yeah, um, because they have various uh, films, you know, with different uh, white balances that, that are out. They have a 400D, which stands for daylight. They have a 50D, which is a 50 ISO film that um, is also a daylight balance. Uh, they have a, they do have a black and white. I don't know what it's called. But anyways, um, yeah, I have that in my AE1 program, and what I'm doing tomorrow is not going to be visually w very warm, so that means everything would look fucking blue, and I don't necessarily want to do that, so yeah. I'm going to take my FT. I know there's some kind of 400 ISO film speed in there. I just don't know what. <laughs> I, I mean, loaded it a fun of it. I loaded it a while ago. Well... You know, a lot of film cameras, uh, they'll have a little slot. Uh, so, you know, that back part that pops out? Mm -hmm. A lot of the film cameras will have, like, a, a little slot for you to take a piece of, like, ripped up uh, box for, like, packaging from the film roll. So you can put it in there, and it's, you know, it's, it's a frame. So it's not, like, uh, it's covered at all. So you can see exactly what film you have in the camera. Okay. The FT does not have that. <laughs> And I loaded this a while ago, a little while ago, and I just know that the ISO is set for 400. So I'll know what film I get when I, you know, finish up the roll and I pop the back out and go like, oh, is it actually a 400 ISO? Is it an 800 ISO? You know, if it's an 800, then I'm going to have to do what's called pushing. I'll have to push the film and have them develop it as if it was an 800, not a 400. Um, and that, you know, changes exposure levels. It changes contrast. When people push film, it actually raises the contrast of the film. Yeah. Which is interesting. Because um, you're pushing, you're chemically pushing the uh, the properties of the film to do something that's more sensitive. So we've been doing a lot of talking and not that much about cars. You've done some like Christmas stuff and you've, you know, gone on rants about tech. Uh, well, this is a car podcast, and I'd like to keep it a car podcast, so, since we are recording this at the end of the year, and it'll launch, you know, at the very first day of the new year, or the second day of the new year, technically, I guess, Yep. Um, what is, what, what are two top moments from us for that, that you had for 2022 like what are, what are your top two moments and we can add honorable mentions later in the banter yeah um well i think probably the two that i can think of is on the nsx shoot um getting to drive my first nsx that the black one um specifically okay yeah because there was several things that happened in there that made it really good. Number one, just getting to experience a car that visceral, that's extremely tactile and manual. Um, and even with like the older tires that car had and whatnot, it still was very predictable and planted. Surprisingly, um, it wasn't so like mecha mechanical though. Like technically speaking, if you look at it, yeah, it, it has uh, manual steering. It had it you know it, it didn't have any kind of like electronic braking system or anything like mm -hmm. fancy like that um i don't think the cruise control actually worked on it either yeah. um but it's not like it's a car that rode particularly harsh or the steering was like really that you know is like what i'm saying is i don't want to try to paint it like a lotus elise because it isn't no it's not um but mainly just a car that responded so well to whatever i did and whatever situation it was put in right um, because then I also uh, ferried it on the way back um, to get some freeway time in it as well. And it just did so well in all those situations, despite being a static car in every way and not having anything dynamic about it technically from an electrical standpoint. Sure. Um, that it just impressed the shit out of me. And I really do stand by like, what I said, that like I really wouldn't mind owning one of those and not necessarily dailying it, but like actually using it quite a bit because uh, it really was uh, a big thing. And number two was, in in conjunction with that, um, so not only did the car impress me, but also one of the moments there was kind of this crazy scene where we had the red car that made a slight feature with the black car as well, both of us um, careening down this road 
at a speed um, yes. that I didn't expect to be traveling at <laughs> and following, like, to do a flyby past Gavin. And when you say both of us, you, you were driving black car and the owner of the red car was driving red car and I yes. was operating camera. Yes. And it was just this wild experience with two NSXs blasting down this straight bit of road and dust kind of, you know, like uh, flying up from the sides as we're passing all these bushes and stuff. It's just, it was just a pretty cool experience to be sitting in the driver's seat watching it happen in real time as we're doing this. Um, yeah. Number two, um, I I think would be Rossian, but not necessarily in the way you might think. It's not just because I got to drive my dream car again. It's more because I got to drive my dream car in a extraordinarily more finished state than when it even became my dream car. Like, it, so it's like it became your dream car again. Kind of, yeah. Because now that it's flushed out like it is, it really fits the part. It's still got the scary because of what it is, but it's it, it's the difference of knowing um, what crazy shit could happen versus not knowing, but knowing that crazy shit could happen. Like it, It's right. a direct versus indirect knowledge of how crazy it could get. Right. So those were probably my two as far as anything exhibition of speed was related. What about you? Well, um, I mean, so we've only really done like two things this year, right? We did R32s. Oh, fuck. That, we did do those this year. Yeah, that doesn't make the list for me. Sorry, Carson. No. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The Mark IV was pretty cool, though. The Mark IV was good. The Mark V was... Fine. I, I'm, I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to dig myself a hole. Yeah. Um, the top moment for the year related to the show for me was, well, it's not going to be what you think, actually. It's uh-huh. not going to be like the top moment. Top moment wasn't necessarily the Gulf Porsche. And the yellow NSX is not number one either. Okay. The, for me, the top moment was putting together all the back end stuff we did over the winter almost a year ago and going live with the website while also juggling a bunch of other stuff in my life. True. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's not as exci- the exciting answer that I think that you and maybe other people were hoping for. But, uh, yeah... Just having, like, starting from nothing, you know, six months prior. Yeah. Or five months prior, really. To then starting website, designing website, uploading a handful of articles, coming up with, you know, getting a new logo for the channel and the website and for the apparel and stuff. Getting apparel designed and going through, you know, the test, you know, pieces that we pulled. Mm-hmm. You know, going through a couple of different avenues to actually get them implement, like get them made, and then having like a point of sale. Granted, I didn't. Th- there are a lot of things that I didn't have to do with, and that you took care of. Yeah. But seeing the final product of all that come together was really, really fucking cool for me. True. And I think the good news is that's going to be the gift that keeps on giving because I think we came. I don't up know if people up. buy our shit. <laughs> I mean, God we, damn it! I know. I. I was actually going to, along with you, I think, uh, push out an actual like Facebook post about like, hey, we've still got shit available, and hopefully that'll rekindle some fire. Um, well, also, I have an Exhibition of Speed hoodie, and I tend to be seen at more public car things than you do, generally. True. So, uh, hopefully that'll help. Agreed. Um, plus, um, I, the reason I say it's going to be the gift that keeps on giving is not necessarily as much with the merch, but... With a lot of the stuff we planned and executed in this year on the back end is what's going to aid us to do what we're going to be able to do next year. You're talking about the server, the server, uh, the editing PC. You know now have some of just some of the little bits of gear we've collected. Um, just yeah, a, a lot of the little processes that we've uh, kind of ironed out over the past year are what's going to make it not a pain in the ass to do what we plan next year. Right. Uh, um. um and, you know, maybe my number two spot, uh, you know, kind of coming back to the thesis here. 
Yep. I think actually, as if we're talking about top automotive moments for me of the year, it is actually driving around my dad in the Golf Porsche. Yep. Because twenty years ago, he was driving me around as a little kid uh, in the side seat in two thousand two. I think he might have just gotten the 964. Yeah. So driving the same, you know, neighborhood road, you know, engine in the same place, making similar sounds, you know, like a, just an air cool flat six in the back. Uh, but doing it in 2022 and I'm driving myself and then, you know, just driving through it like normal neighborhood, you know, 25 mile an hour speed. Yeah. But doing it myself and then you know, hopping onto the little, the highway that passes my parents' house and, you know, taking the car for a rip and showing my dad what, it, what the car can do in a straight line. Like that was immensely rewarding. It's like a, it's literally a life full circle moment. It genuinely was. It like the only way it could have been more so was, you know, a 964 or finding the same 964 and doing it again, you know? Um, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think my dad has any of the vins for any of that, but you never know. I mean, that would be, that would be really cool though. If like, I made it a life goal, I could possibly, it, it would take a long, long time. It'd it take would a take lot a of lot resources. Of yeah. But anyways, yeah. Um, if we're going top three in order, probably all the back end stuff and getting everything ready, you know, to you know, start a new chapter of our channel and our, of our, uh, I guess our company, mm -hmm. <laughs> our program, yep. Yep. you know, whether that is podcast or videos or whatever. Um, also another honorable mention was seeing how quickly, um, reels were fucking blowing up. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, seeing them just explode, especially with the NSX stuff. I mean, yeah, I was able, uh, with one of the NSX clips, you know, uh, I got 20,000 views on a video in two hours. <laughs> oh, man. <That's laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. So, like, that was super cool. And, you know, the, the owners, too, and, and being able, like, the, the experiences that we've had really since Audis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's been stuff with the Porsches that we did, uh, all three 911s, uh, whether it was NSXs, you know, Audis, um, Yeah, it was, it was, it was, we, we've just been able to get away with a lot. Yeah, uh, and with just owners that have been super gracious, like you mentioned, like people just throwing us keys, which literally did not happen prior to Audis. For like three years, two years, yeah. At all, and we've, that has been the norm since then, which is wild. It, it kind of, yeah, like, yeah, uh, um, and something that, you know, I've talked about in the past and alluded to over, you know, maybe the last couple of episodes is, you know, started to do weekly content. I have your sob video is like 90% done. I just have to throw in some photos that you have just sent me tonight. Yep. Uh, I'll throw those in. Um, I'm realistically 60% probably done with my Fiesta video. Um, I kind of rambled a bit. And hopefully there are some sections I, I can also cut out. The thing is, though, I, I had a list of things to cover at the end of the video when I was just, like, parked at the end of my drive. So the video, your video is, like, what, 12 minutes? I think is what I told you, 12, 13? Yeah. Mine's, like, 22. Yeah, and I, you know, that's at the top end of what we were looking to do with this, but I also think that's okay considering we never did a feature with yours otherwise when we've planned to do that for kind of two years. Yeah. Yeah, because I've had my car two and a half years now, and you're so there hasn't been an urgency to do your sob. And like there hasn't been an urgency to do, um, you know, with mine either. I mean, I, I wanted to do it because I haven't had a whole lot of enthusiast cars over the years. Whereas, like, you know, you had a Stinger GT. That's an enthusiast sports sedan. Mm -hmm. The URS6 is another. I don't think people think sports sedan when they think that, but I, I would classify that as a uh, European sports sedan. Technically, yes. Just because it doesn't have wear a BMW badge or just because it doesn't have a V8 doesn't necessarily mean it isn't a sports sedan. Agreed. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. Um, there hasn't been as much of like an incentive to like get that out there and done. But now I'm thinking like, well, I already want to like, mo you know, make some plans to modify the car this year. I should probably start with the baseline first. Right. And yeah. like also do a kind of an intro with the car. And it's also another opportunity to tap into other audience markets too. Cause we don't really have a whole lot, you know, with Ford or the hot hatchbacks, really the hot hatchbacks that we have that are interested in us came from Volkswagens, Volkswagens and Audis. And technically we did do 500 apart and VSST, but yeah. um, that's, that's on one video. Um, I also just got a comment ago. on our, uh, oh, well, first of all, shout out to Steve Schmidt, who just commented on our YouTube. I am a huge Audi nerd and, uh, and just found out about this. Such an amazing video, and now I need a B7 RS4. Share the video on Facebook. Yes, Thanks, Steve. Do. Fucking real MVP. Now go watch the rest of our shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice, too, with a B7 RS4. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Speaking like. of sports sedans. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, no, and, and like, I'm glad that we finally did something on my Saab, too. Like, even though it's a little quicker, that's perfectly fine to me because... Um, you know, we've talked. Well, about I have to keep the leash short on you because I just know you can just keep going. I can. I can. Um, <laughs> um, I can kind of do both. It's just sometimes difficult for me to flip the switch. Um, because like on that one, I clearly flipped it since it was I don't think it required too much cutting. Uh, as far as my actual dialogue it was probably more just cutting up the bits where I wasn't talking. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't a Matt Farrow one take, but no. it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I put like three hours of editing into it and then got to like 90% done. Also, I have been thoroughly enjoying editing by myself. <laughs> it's so much less stressful. I can just do shit and like not have to like run shit by you. <sighs> yeah. As much as I love doing that, as much as I love being part of like a creative collective, I can just move so much faster just by myself. No, and although I can give you shit and at some point I will I will actually say that I do understand because it is um, like it, for instance running my own business myself if I was trying to do chaos theory which is my detailing business with a partnership or anything like that I don't think uh, financials aside I don't think I would have been able to do all the things I was able to accomplish with it because there would have been a slowdown of another bit of communication that needed to happen to make a decision. And right. that's the, that is the difficulty because in a partnership, it can be the best and worst of both worlds. And so I, I do understand. <laughs> I don't take offense to it because, well, and part of the thing too, with, um, with us editing is that I also, I'm, I'm actually multitasking while doing it because, and not to say that, like, I, you know, I, I'm the best video creator, video producer in the, in the whole fucking world. Because um, I really, really am not. But I also feel like I have to play film school while, <clears throat> excuse me, while also editing. Yeah, and that's fair because I've had to learn a lot on the fly. Um, that's, that's true. Um, but, like, playing film school, and when you have to teach something... It's teaching something isn't necessarily just re regurgitating or at least, you know, proper teaching. Yeah. You have to know so much more about the thing that you're trying to talk about. Excuse me. Um, my fried chicken is catching up with me. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, you have to know so much more about the thing you're teaching than just the words that are coming out your mouth. Yep, and you have to really know them to be true if you want to actually be like a good teacher, and so that's part that that that's part of the thing that like exhausts me about doing our edits. I mean, also when we do edits with on our at least on our big projects, we're fucking putting in ten fourteen hour edit days. Yes, it's a it's a long day involved with lots of high level decisions or realizations. Sometimes like ah shit, we should have gotten that shot or. Um, shit, or, we're missing this. Or, or why did this camera decide to have an aperture that opens to 1.8 and then closes to f22 yep. five times a minute? They, they, you know, 
that uh, having to teach me how to do that stuff um, is also that. And there's just times where we have very differing opinions on things, and that's also exhausting. Where I find that more exhausting, to be honest. Yeah. No. I because because uh, oftentimes I just have to kind of be the dick and be like, nope, we're doing it this way. Carry on. Mm-hmm. And and again, I've had I've had to do that in other areas. So it, it is something that I think we can all relate to on one level or another. That when you're trying to do something that you've done a lot, you're very passionate about. Uh, it's also my job, and it's and it's even your job at this point. Um, passion is a double-edged sword and is very difficult. But we also can see passionate people that have been very successful. Like a lot of the fucking, we just talked about iPhones at the beginning of this. Steve Jobs is a prime example of an extremely passionate person. For and good a and bad. massive dick. Yes, for good and bad. <laughs> um, anyways, but um, if I had to, I was actually going to see if I could think of one honorable mention to to add for this because you added a, a third to your best things of the year. I mean, I just keep talking, so yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Um, I would probably have to say the fact that uh, we relaunched the podcast because that yeah was yeah. Due. I mean that that's that's part of the uh, you know what I was talking about also about how we rebranded and you know do, doing all of our back end stuff. I mean, finding a podcast table. Um, you know, bringing, getting my old compute, my old iMac down, you know, getting microphones and stands and setting lights up in the basement and, all, you know, all of that, all those little things. But when we were, do, when you do, when you accomplish one task per day, you can do a, you can do a lot in not a very long time. Yeah. And actually I got one done this week. We had another win, which was that, uh, the TV that you got is now up on the wall in there. For those that don't know, <clears throat> my parents bought uh, how big is it? Forty-two inch it's Samsung. A 50 inch. It's a fifty. Yep. Uh, Sam- this fifty-inch Samsung from like three, four years ago, and the backlight uh, went out on it. But they just all they saw was like this, you know, dark spot on the left side of the TV, and so they're like, "Do you know anyone who wants anything to do with this?" And I'm like, "Let me see if Justin can fix it." And so uh, we got it from Park City to my place in Salt Lake, and then I drove it up to Syracuse on a day that we had a podcast, and then you had your way with it, and now, $80 later, we have a free TV. A free TV upgrade, because 50 inches is better than 42, boy. So, uh, What's the TV that's mounted right now? Well, right now, like I just said, is that TV. Um, the TV that was mounted there uh, was 42. Oh, so you did use my parents'. Uh, TV there. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. So I threw that up kind of for mainly almost just more for nostalgia because like 50 is a little bit easier viewing, but it's not a huge difference. It's more just for like, eh, it adds to the cool factor of like everything in this podcast studio was reused, refurb in one way or another. Well, the TV that was there was already refurbed or reused, but uh, this is another layer of that. And also, you know, we'll cover up more of the wall, you know. There's some more coverage there, and I, I want to get some more lights and run some more light because it, it's still pretty dark down there. Yeah, and I am going to um, also, we've adorned the room with a few different things. I am actually going to put those little two-by-four shelves in so we can stack our uh, Hot Wheels and shit. Hell yeah, dude. So, I mean, it's going to turn into a pretty cool podcast room, and I think it, you know at some point we could start uh, doing a little better when there's more lighting with some occasional video podcast shit like we've talked about. Yeah, I think uh, the next podcast we do, I'll bring my gear up and we can have a video podcast. So the actual first podcast of 2023 will be yeah. that. For sure, because that would be uh, really let's, cool. Yeah, that's going to be uh, the one before I go to California, right? Yeah. Because be the let me eighth. look at a calendar here. Uh, yeah, well, it'll release on the 9th. Yep. And then the next week... Uh, yeah, I'll be gone on the sixteenth. I will be in California. So yep. So yeah. Uh, actually, I think on the fifteenth. So you know, I'll be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a remote podcast. That works for me. Let's just you know do it remotely. We can use uh, Riverside, and I, I'll bring my the same microphone. I have just a uh, a desktop mount, or like n- not desktop mount, but um stand. A, 
yeah, like a, the flat thing, the flat heavy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just use that. And if we could also do that on the following Sunday after that, because I will have just done a bunch of driving. Yeah. Um, and chill out. And then we'll be back uh, on the 29th in person. <laughs> right. God damn. Jesus. Gotta love how it is. Hey, that's fine as long as we have a way to do it. So that's very true. Um, I had a thought the other day too. Um, because once we start with these weekly podcasts or not podcasts, but weekly videos, we definitely uh, can't have any like gaps mm-hmm. in them in order to achieve the thing we want to achieve. So, how do you feel about starting that series in April? Okay. Yeah, if we wanted to push it a little bit, we can get a nice big backlog. Right, because the way that I see it is my car, your car, uh, book of Loster N and Mark 8 GTI mm-hmm. for sometime in February. And then I'll have two cars because Andrew wants to do a, a video together each. Or I, I'm saying each, but a video together with GT4 and if I can get this GTS. Um. That that'll be two videos. Let's see, yeah, and then because what what I'm kind of fearing is like a lot of the cars I want to do and drive, or sorry, I want to do as much on Antelope Island as I can before True. it gets too warm and people get a hold of it, because there there is that that gap in time between like March and May where. Antelope gets crowded, and uh, East Canyon isn't open. Wolf Creek won't be open. Guardsmen's won't be open. Yeah, a lot of shit's just like what can what else could we do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess backside of East. I guess, I guess we could, but I don't want to like you know go public with this and then have or be reaching out to people with you know awesome awesome cars that like either will be tucked away or something, or there'll be just be some reason to not drive them. I don't know. I I, I just don't want that gap, right? I I don't want to run out of steam too quickly. Yeah, especially with you starting a new job. There's a lot of of shit that'll be happening in the next few months. We'll just put it that way. That's that's true, because also for a week in, uh, like the first week of February, I will be in Death Valley. Yeah, and I'll also have uh, a bunch of work go- shit going on on my end, uh, bringing on another person and like really expanding in me. Like this, yeah. I think what's cool, which we can really touch on this more next podcast, because I think it'd be great to do this at the first of the year podcast. Um, the amount of shit that like hopefully is going to happen next year is going to be really cool. We'll see how it goes, and that'll be just kind of the fun thing to see. Is like there's so many, so much shit loaded in the barrel, as it were. Yeah. It'll be really cool to just see it actually go because I think most of it will just happen. Yeah, because that's how. Actually, you know what? I think that's a great way to wrap up 2022. I view this year as the year that we finally figured out how to load the magazine and we're about ready to pull the trigger. That's. It's funny that you put it that way. I haven't like thought about it that way, but that's definitely the feeling that I've had. Like I've definitely felt like there's a lot of developments, you know, with me and you. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot with, like, growing mm-hmm. up as people and, like, you know, going through things. And 2022 was, like, coming out the other end, you know, maybe a little uh, a little torn up. Yep. But, you know, stronger than before. And I feel like next year is the really, hopefully the year that we can, you know, really put the power down and, you know, cock it back and just fucking let her rip. Just send it, bud. Just fucking send it. Um, I don't know how I sound in my headphones. Uh, I feel like my voice is a bit is a little deeper and possibly scratchier. A little bit. Um, that is probably because I got my COVID booster uh, a few hours ago. So we'll see how that goes. This is my first COVID booster that is or COVID related anything that isn't uh, Johnson and Johnson. Because I've I've only had one vax. I got the J, the J and J vax back when we thought that was a good idea. Yep. And then I got the J and J booster, um, like just the, like the first day after I fully recovered from COVID, back in October of twenty twenty one, or I guess really it was really November. 
And I haven't had COVID since, but it's well overdue. So, oh yeah, nope, I get you. That's I mean, I had it a month ago, so it's still making its rounds. It's just fortunately the new variants are less deadly. That's good. Exactly. That's it's an improvement. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely compared to, dude, March is going to be the third anniversary of our fucking lockdown. That's a wild thought. That's that is a wild thought. It because there definitely not. was a bef- there was a before time and there we are in the after times and uh it's definitely interesting to think about that but we're kind of off in the weeds now so um i think we'll leave it there yeah <laughs> um thank you all for listening and for watching us this year if you're listening now thank you um if you're listening later and are stumbling upon us welcome to the shit show uh it's <laughs> hopefully becoming more show than shit. Uh, that's at least the hope. Uh, let us know in the comments. Let us know. Uh, rate and review uh, the podcast. Subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube if you haven't already. Um, you know, subscribing alone helps, but, you know, subscribing and watching and rating and all that stuff, you know, keeping us, you know, in any kind of form with the analytics is greatly, greatly appreciated mm-hmm. uh, because we are so small right now that, you know, any little bit really does affect us. So a lot. Um, yeah. go head over to exhibitionsb.com If you want a hoodie, uh, I fucking love my hoodie, dude. It's, it's so sick. I, I was kind of pissed that you took the first one and then you got fucking COVID in it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, God damn it. Now I don't have one. Um, but I got it now. So, Merry Christmas to me, bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I've said my piece. Uh, you got anything else, Justin? No, I agree completely. Thank you all for the wonderful year. You know, first year we've sold merch. First full year we've been monetized. Yep. Bringing back the podcast, all the crazy yep. shit. Like, you know, the support, even if it is, you know, not technically much on paper at the moment as far as like we're not huge YouTubers yet. We appreciate every ounce of it because it's what's brought us to here. So it's true. A bunch of people watching an Audi video brought us to here. How about that? That's kind of crazy that, that we fell what, into the pandemic. That's Oops. what happened. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, uh, thank you all for 2022. Uh, we'll see you in 2023. And uh, I'm going to edit some Fiesta ST video so you can see it in a few months. Hell yeah. Sounds good, man. All right. See ya. Yep. Bye. Bye.